Yo, today's best of QOD is it's not about winning. It's not about losing. It's about showing up and being seen. Here we go. Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We are wrapping up our best of 2019 week with a really good one. This is one of my favorites. This one gets all kinds of love, and it is by Brene Brown, Dr. Brene Brown. What you're going to do in this next year, hopefully, is you're going to set some goals, some goals that you're going to stick to. And one thing that you might want to do, you might find yourself doing is telling people about your goals. I recommend you keep your goals to yourself. Maybe tell one very supportive person about your goals and just keep it between you two or just keep it completely to yourself. Don't tell anybody, just show them when it's done. But if you do tell people about your goals, you got to be ready for the naysayers. You got to be ready for people to tell you that you can't do it or to ask you how you're going to do it and give you all the reasons why it's not going to happen. And just always keep this in mind. If they're not doing anything, don't listen. If they haven't done the thing that you want to do, it's just an opinion. You know, one of my philosophies on life is to seek counsel, not opinions. And what that means is you got to go to people who've already done the thing that you want to do and get their counsel. But when you're talking to people who've never done it before, it's just an opinion based on their experiences in life and what they think they're capable of. And so keep it to yourself and don't take opinions, only accept counsel. Here's Brene. So I want to tell you about something that changed my life as a creative person. And it's a quote from Theodore Roosevelt, and it has completely, I mean, I know it sounds cheesy and cliche to think a quote can change your life, but sometimes when you hear something, when you need to hear it and you're ready to hear it, something shifts inside of you. And so my story is that I am a researcher and I never thought I would have a big public career. And so I did a TED talk that went very viral. And in the wake of that, I was kind of everywhere for a couple of months on every CNN.com, NPR, it was everywhere and something I wasn't used to. And the marching orders from my therapist and my husband were do not read the comments online. So I read all the comments online. And so one morning, I woke up, and there were two or three new articles out, and I started reading the comments. And they were devastating. Um, They weren't about my work. They were about me. They were super personal. And they were the things that creative people play in their mind and then give up doing what they really want to do. Like, if I asked every single one of you, what would you try if you knew people 
would never say this about you. What would this be? It would, those were the comments that morning. Um, of course she embraces imperfection. What choice does she have? Look, what she, look how she looks. I feel sorry for her kids. Um, less research, more Botox. Just mean personal attacks, the things that really, up until that moment, had inspired me to stay very small in my life and my career, just so I could avoid those things. So that morning, Steve and the kids leave. I stay home. I get on the couch, and I watch eight hours of Downton Abbey. <laughs> and when it's over, I don't want to turn off Downton Abbey. Because the minute you turn off Downton Abbey, then it's like soccer practice and dinner and back to the mean people. And maybe, should I get Botox? And maybe, you know, maybe if I stand still when I talk. Um, so I get out my laptop and I do a search for who was president in the United States during the Downton Abbey era. Have you ever done that? Like you, you're numbing with TV or a movie, and so when it's over, you just like stay in that space by like learning more about the actors and what's going on. Um, I've been doing this long enough to know this is like, you're laughing with me, not at me. Um, so I put it in and Theodore Roosevelt comes up and a quote comes up. And I read it, and this is what it says. It's a quote from a speech that he gave in the early 1900s at the Sorbonne, and a lot of people call it the Man in the Arena speech, and this is the passage that changed, changes my life. It's not the critic who counts. It's not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done it better. The credit belongs to the person who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred with blood and sweat and dust, who, at the best, in the end, knows the triumph of high achievement, and who, at worst, if he fails, he fails daring greatly. So the moment that I read that, I closed my laptop, and this is what shifted in me. Three huge things. First, I spent the last 12 years studying vulnerability, and that quote was everything I know about vulnerability. It is not about winning, it's not about losing, it's about showing up and being seen. The second thing, this is who I want to be. I want to create. I wanna make things that didn't exist before I touched them. I want to show up and be seen in my work and in my life. And if you're going to show up and be seen, there is only one guarantee, and that is you will get your ass kicked. That is the guarantee. That's the only certainty you have. If you're gonna go in the arena and spend any time in there whatsoever, especially if you've committed to creating in your life, you will get your ass kicked. So you have to decide at that moment, I think for all of us, if courage is a value that we hold, this is a consequence. You can't avoid it. The third thing, which really set me free, and I think Steve, my husband would argue, has made me somewhat dangerous, is kind of a new philosophy about criticism, which is this. If you're not in the arena also getting your ass kicked, I'm not interested in your feedback. <laughs> Period. That's it. You know, I, I, you know, if you have constructive information, feedback to give me, I want it. And you know, I'm an academic, I'm hardwired for wrestling around with stuff like that. If you say, hey, you forgot all this literature, or hey, you should have done this, or terrible sentence construction over here. Like, let's go, let's, let's do it. I love that. But if you're in the cheap seats, 
not putting yourself on the line and just talking about how I could do it better. I'm in no way interested in your feedback. All right, that was Brene Brown wrapping up our best of 2019 week. Her website is brenebrown.com. I recommend any of her books. You will absolutely love them. You can watch today's talk. Where is it at? On the YouTube, it is called Why Your Critics Aren't the Ones Who Count. New Year's Day is next week. And if you're thinking about setting yourself a money goal, I am going to be hosting a live webinar on January 7th, showing you exactly how to reach and accomplish your New Year's money goal. I want you to be there. I don't have a link today, but listen to the show on Monday. I'll give you the link. You can sign up, get registered, and be there live online January 7th, 5 o'clock Pacific time, 8 o'clock Eastern time. I am going to blow your mind, and I'm going to tell you all about Money Mind Academy. I'm only teaching Money Mind Academy one time this year. Just in January, we're going to go about eight or nine weeks. You are going to love it. I hope to see you in class. Have an amazing weekend. I'm going to see you on Monday. Peace. Peace.